Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 20 of Reboot Already Underway. I am your host, Jacob Lacey, joined today again, as always, by Aaron Hahn. Hello. And sometimes... And sometimes, and sometimes David Becker. <laughs> He's become the sometimes, yes. We devoted uh, you to recurring guest star. No, no. Cast. No, no, just kidding. All right, guys. Well, we got I mean, a great week. Known as a guest star, though. Yeah, it's the word star <laughs> is still ways, involved. It's even more of an honor to exactly. be the special guest star. Right, I agree. Especially since I'm recurring, because that means I'm so good that you always want to have me back. Exactly. All right, guys, we have a great week for you. We're doing a little bit of casting, and it's we're actually going to be casting a movie adaptation of the podcast. So that should be fun. <laughs> Which, but I was thinking about this. The the listeners don't know what we look like. That that'll so. make it more fun. I'll make it more fun. Eh, okay. If you want to know what we look like, go to our Twitter. We have pictures of us on there. So uh, there's that. Uh, we're also going to be talking a little bit about uh, Maximum Ride, because I hate my oh, life. And uh, <laughs> But first, guys, we're going to be talking about the best and worst of book adaptations. <laughs> Who are you? Who? Me? Why, I'm the cat in the hat. The way I figure it, everyone gets a miracle. My miracle was I wound up living across the street from Margot Roth Spiegelman. Now, this week, uh, Miss Peregrines, I never know how to pronounce it. Yeah. Peregrines comes out. So Aaron came up with the idea of uh, and, talking. And Maximum Ride comes out. Well, so yeah, but we don't want to talk about that. And well, we will <laughs> talk about it. But I'm just saying there's two book adaptations coming out right. this week. So we each picked a good adaptation and a bad adaptation, and we're going to talk through it. So do we want to start good or bad? Can I start bad? Yeah, Aaron, start David, bad. go ahead. Start bad. Let's go bad first. Uh, I'm going to open up with Percy Jackson. And mm. the, what, what was the first one? The lightning, lightning Thief. thief. Uh, the yeah, lightning the Lightning Thief. thief. I have not yeah. read the book or seen the movie, so this should be interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, but no, mine's Percy Jackson because, Aaron, have you read the books? Yep. I remember I read them all when I was like, what? God, what grade would that be? Sixth grade, seventh grade? That's about when they were popular, yeah. Really enjoyed the books. <laughs> Pregnant pause. <laughs> okay. Really enjoyed the books. And then I was like, oh, the movie's coming out. I'm going to watch it. And then I went and go see the movie. And it didn't really stay. Uh, I'm gonna be one of those snotty people. It's like, oh, like it didn't follow the book. Like, like you know how people always complain about well, that's, that. That's a perfectly yeah. fine complaint. Yeah, but it, like it, it went to the point as in where it changed the main battle uh, at the end of the book, which like the person was like almost like killed, and so like and like completely like cut off the character but like that character recurs in every single one of the other books oh the villain did what's his name yeah it was like the the blonde hair dude yeah i know luke. Who you're talking about luke. who's like luke yeah yeah luke. right so he's supposed to be like this whole traitor among the ranks and then he becomes a recurring villain but yeah i get what you're but, saying when they but they but at the end of that movie they completely like cut off his character as in like i i don't necessarily remember what exactly happened but i remember a lot of my well, first of all, I'm stupid. Second of all, how are we going to... He throws a trident at him, and it, like, doesn't impale his neck, but, like, wraps around his neck, I guess, and, like, throws him into the ocean. Yeah. Correct. Realism. I, I don't know. I was just like, well, I mean, now that this man cannot come back, you know, how are they going to make a sequel? Because they literally just did off with his character out. Yeah. But I think what's even worse is then in the, in the sequel, Sea of Monsters, 
then yeah. they actually went right ahead and introduced the the major villain, Chronos. Ma- yeah, uh, did you watch the second? I, I did not. I didn't see see him because I didn't want to go spend money after the oh, first. No. After well, the I mean, full monstrosity of the first one. It's <laughs> worse than the first one, but oh, and at the very end, they actually have Chronos come back, even though he's supposed to be the main villain of the whole story arc. And, and they have him come-, come back, and they have him defeated right there. And then, I mean, it might have been the smart move because they didn't make enough funny. money to make any more films so i guess they <laughs> were a bit self-aware of themselves but like, it was just, like guys it, it the ship sinking the ship is sinking we gotta throw it all into this movie they're like all right all right we'll, we'll write it let's do it but yeah i mean it, that's a fair that's a fair um yeah movie in my opinion because i just didn't really do anything that the book was supposed to do all right well, that's that's uh, Percy Jackson, Peter Jackson. No, Peter Jackson. Not, <laughs> not, not the same. Not the same. Not the same. All right, Aaron. What is uh? What is your bad pick for book adaptations? I'm gonna go in a interesting direction here. Oh God! Right. I'm, I'm not like David. I don't really care much about how closely movies stick to the book. You know, I, I view them as separate entities. So. No, I remember getting an argument with you about this, but go on. Yeah, there's not, uh, there's no movie I'm gonna hate just because it's not, it does, it changes plot details or character traits or anything. But so I judged solely on cinematic standards. I think the worst movie based on a book is obviously the Cat in the Hat. <laughs> yes, I was hoping one of us would bring this up. <laughs> This movie is straight fire garbage. <laughs> I just, it's so bad. It's so, like, offensively terrible. And I have no idea what anyone was thinking when they made this film. No, no, neither do I. I mean, you want to talk, you want to talk about it or? <laughs> I mean. You want to talk about your feelings, Aaron? You want to talk about how the cat and the hat betrayed you? It's just, I don't, just Mike Myers. Yeah. As the cat, it's just horrible casting. Horrible, horrible casting, and it's just. Doesn't Mike waiting. Myers also play Shrek? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, the Shrek and the Cat in the Hat have like a lot of potential to be the same character. I don't know why. I, I think it's a great casting choice. Crossover <laughs> sarcasm, sarcasm. <laughs> Speaking of Mike Myers, literally in nothing anymore. <laughs> nothing at oh, all. Yeah, he he pretty much retired after Love the one two bunch of Cat in the Hat and the Love Guru. Oh God, yeah, I, understandable, but yeah. Yes, anyway, he's just awful in this movie, and just like <laughs> there's so many jokes he does that are like not kid appropriate. No, at all. very I, bad. It's do you think so bad? But just do you think that's a writing error, or do you think you gotta blame it on Mike Myers? Well, I think it's basically it's like what you get when you hire Mike Myers is he's yeah. gonna bring his own personal blend of humor into it, but it doesn't work. No, because that's not what the cat in the hat is. Like, I'm not. Like, obviously, there's no reason why this should be a feature length movie. No, that's the first problem. But just like the changes they do make just are so bad. Now, I hadn't watched this movie since it came out. I don't know what year, like 2006. Around there. I think so. But I watched the Nostalgia Critic review recently and I was like. This movie's worse than I even remember it being. Like, how did they pass this up as being a movie that should be for a family? <laughs> like, this is the least family-appropriate movie I've seen. 
I don't know. But it's just I, never, like, I never saw it, so yeah, you're lucky. It's you're very so lucky. weird. Just like how convoluted they make everything. Like this, this whole nonsense about like the box is going to like destroy the world or something. They don't lock it up again, and yeah. then his the cat's hat has all his magical powers or something. It's just complete nonsense. And Not just to mention, the, the costume is complete nightmare fuel. It's oh, definitely. terrifying. Terrifying. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, all the performances are so over the top yeah. and terrible, and the visual design is just so ugly, and the CGI ugly as well. It's, <laughs> it's just such a terrible movie. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. All right. Do we have anything else to say about the cat and the hat? I never thought we'd talk about this movie on the podcast, but here we are. Here we are. We good? I mean, we, we have to. We have to talk about this. I, I guess. You know? <laughs> I guess. We can't let the world forget, lest it happen again. <laughs> That's a good point. It did happen again, but not quite on the same level. Wait, which came first? The Grinch? The Grinch came first. Grinch came first, okay. Pretty sure, yeah. Grinch is bad, was... but it's not. It's okay. Yeah, it's not. I suppose. It's not cat in the hat level bad. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not as bad by comparison. Right. That's as, that's <laughs> right. the best you could say. <laughs> yeah. What was it with them trying to get like '90s comedy actors in these like roles as beloved children's characters? I don't know. Like, I'm just upset we never got a cinematic universe out of it. <laughs> oh, I mean, only '90s what? kids will remember. <laughs> only '90s kids. <laughs> and with that, we'll move on to my pick for bad uh, book adaptation. Um. Or movie yet? How would you even adaptation? Bad adaptation. Roll with it. Roll with it. I'm rolling. Whatever. Um, They'll know what we mean. Yeah. So, uh, my pick is not quite. It's bad, but it's not like to the same level of incompetence that the Cat in the Hat and I'm assuming Percy Jackson was. Not. I keep wanting to call it Peter Jackson. Now. <laughs> my pick is Hunger Games: Mocking Jay Part One and Two. Oh, how how did they mess this up? How did uh, they mess this up? They messed it up by splitting it into two parts. Oh, yeah, that's the main problem. That's pretty much. I mean, I don't think I ever saw the second part of Mockingjay. Yeah, my 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 rough. um my dilemma was because the first like three fourths of map of the book of Mockingjay was her like in a closet and like being super depressed. Remember, remember that? Like, I remember, like, no. that's what I thought in the book. Like, I don't when she's, really remember the book that well, but she, she, she did have, like, she PTSD just, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, she's, like, all, like, emotional, doping around for, like, half the book. So, like, when they're, like, <laughs> I, they're, like, oh, we, we're going to split this into, like, two parts. I'm, like, well, how, like, I don't want to see a movie about her just, like, being depressed, like, the entire time. It's, like, okay, cut. All the action is going to be in the second one. I was, like. That's, that's basically how it is, too. But then why would you yeah. watch just part one and not part yeah. two? That part two is the part with the action. Horrible because, action. Because, horribly bad. Uh, horribly bad. I didn't want to go pay to see it. Yeah. Well, yeah. All right. Understandable. I, so, I, I, but I didn't pay to see part one. <laughs> I had. Actually, I think my dad paid to see it, part two. Exactly. I, I, I didn't pay to see. I didn't pay to see any of them. Here's my so problem. Before, Here's my problem. I with, didn't get up. With okay. Mocking What's your problem? Let, I mean. Let's let Lacey actually <laughs> trash this. <laughs> so, Catching Fire, I think, is one of the best book adaptations. Like, just from book to film, I think it flows well. I think uh, the acting is all really great. And I think um, the visual 
style is good as well. Um, it made it like it made me feel like I was watching the book play out. I, I was really happy about that. And then you know they announced Mockingjay two parts. All right, already a problem. <laughs> All right, so and Mockingjay as a book is not very good. Like it it feels so much like a rushed conclusion to the series. And because she was like, shows. oh, I don't know what I should do, but like, well, <laughs> we'll just write along the way, and probably that's probably how it turned out. Yeah, and then by the time Mockingjay Part One comes out, you're like Jennifer Lawrence just doesn't care anymore. Looks like she's not even trying to act at all. She definitely wanted out. Yeah. Every other word in the movie is PETA. You're like, okay, well, I don't think we need that. Um, and they had to sell the romance. Oh, God. The, the ro- best way to develop a romance is to just have the other characters shout their name a bunch of times. No, them. no, no. And then... I hear that really works on college campuses now. Oh, yeah, it definitely does. Try it out in real life, people. No, nope, let's... If you like someone, just... Send, I feel send like, in, I, feel like I might need to cut this. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I'm feeling about this. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's that problem. Part one is... I honestly think part one's better than part two. Because part two... Yeah, I mean, sure, oh, all, everything happens in part two. But who cares at that point? But part one is just so boring. Oh, it is boring. It is. None it of is. it is necessary. No, especially that scene where she plays with a cat pointer, cat laser pointer, and we watch that for like a minute. We're just pad that runtime, aren't we, guys? <laughs> and uh, and then just by the time part two comes out, you're like, I don't care anymore. Just end it. Just end this series where oh, these people, this camera crew, I don't care about it at all. Tried to make us care about them in part one. They're all dying. I don't even really care anymore. Uh, you got Gail who just. I mean, he's a jerk in the books, but, like, he's, like, super jerk in the movie. <laughs> like, you're like, wow, yeah, now I have no hang-ups about you not being with him at the end anyway. So cool. <laughs> and I don't know. It it just it hurt me to see such a great adaptation of Catching Fire and then to have this happen and be just upsettingly the, bad. The thing is, like, I really like the, the very end of, a part two, like the the confrontation between her and President Snow, and then yes, I like that the whole, as well. you know, all the stuff with the whole uh, redoing the Hunger Games, all the thematic Fun. stuff. It 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 worked, but the problem mm-hmm. is the rest of that film and all of part one didn't. Yeah, so it's like I think a lot of their problems could have been solved by not splitting it in two, but even then. Like we said, it's a fairly weak book. Yeah. And here's a big problem I have with this. I realize Philip Seymour Hoffman died, and that sucks. But we don't need to have a scene where you read a letter from someone. Not a thing. Not a thing that needs to happen. And it happens twice in the very end of the movie. First, Hamish reads a letter from whatever Philip Seymour Hoffman's character was. And he's like, oh, reading this really long letter that you could tell he was supposed to be saying to her, but, you know, they couldn't get him. And it's like, that's really awkward. Probably should have just cut it completely. And then later, they get a letter from Annie, um, and they read that all the way through, too. And I'm like, they're just sitting at the kitchen counter reading a letter. I'm like, this is not... This is not visceral filmmaking. This is just complete boring. (laughs) Why? (laughs) It's so upsetting. I really wish they would have ended that well, and I just feel like they completely dove off a cliff at the end there. Not well, quite. Hopefully with this 
this news of the Divergent yeah. saga. <laughs> Hopefully, the two-part book adaptation so will come to an end. Yeah, they didn't quite dive off like Divergent, at least. So there's that going for it. At least Divergent wasn't on a cliff to begin with. No, it started at rock bottom. That's a good point. <laughs> Very true. All right, well, let's move on, David. What is your good pick for a book adaptation? My good pick would be um, not necessarily a book, but a comic book. Would you say a series of comic books? Would you okay. venture to say that The Walking Dead is a good adaptation? I would. That's even though it's not. That's even though it's a not fully a movie, legitimate. I'm gonna take it. That's a legitimate. Uh, the Walking Dead choice, yeah. Just um, just stretching everything here, David. Oh, it's, not, it's a comic book now. Book. It's a TV show now. A movie. I mean, no, I'm just you know what? he's pushing this the boundaries. He's making it. He's making it interesting. Um. <laughs> Because obviously, The Walking Dead has had its ups and downs, and it, like it took what the country by storm when it first came out. Not when it first came out; it kind of like built up. Second, second or third season. Probably, probably like third was when it like really hit it big. Like I, I remember like everyone's like talking about it. I'm like, eh, you know, I'll catch it. And then I started watching it, and I was like, holy crap! And then I watched like season one through like up, like it was season one to season four that was out at, at that time, like. Within like three weeks, I was just pounding them out. Like, yeah, we were watching at the same time, weren't we? Yeah, and then, and then once I finally, but um, yeah, and then they obviously it's like we're oh they're based on a comic book, and then once I got to college, the one book that I checked out for my college library was The Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> they had they had the whole like I don't know, it's not X, but it's like all of collections volumes yeah it's all know. thank you one of those like that huge volume they have out yeah that's like 30 issues or something yeah but it was all of like it was like volume one so it went through like i think it ended with um no i don't want to ruin it for jake i might but, never um, watch it huh? i hate i hate i hate the idea of the walking dead but we'll get to that i'll let you continue <laughs> but yeah but yeah so and it, it sticks to the the comic book very very well, but obviously now that later seasons it's veered off and it's taken its own direction. Which, is, but I still think I still think it has been a very good adaptation. It translates very well into the TV show, in my opinion. Aaron, you you like the show as well, for the most part. I mean, well, I have mixed feelings about <laughs> the show because, like, I I did really love the early seasons. It was very addictive, especially early on. But then just, they've gone through like three showrunners now, and each of them have just had like their pros and cons, I suppose. But I get what you're saying, David, though, is like by having like this long-running comic book series then translated into a long-running TV show, then it's like, it's perfectly suited. You get through all these story arcs and everything. But also at the same time, TV shows that have no end point in mind just bug the crap out of me. Well, so, see, Thing is, um, I remember, uh, I remember they interviewed like when he first like the the when the um, the writer first got interviewed. They're like, oh yeah, so like you're gonna like you need to have an ending if we're gonna sign you. And he's like, oh yeah, like I'll have an ending. And he told him some like bullcrap story about how like aliens were gonna come and like sweep up everyone or something. And mm-hmm. like just as so he got signed. And then um, he said later on in interviews, like, "Oh yeah, that's never gonna happen." I, I was just, I just, I was cracking up when I heard that. Like when yeah, I was reading I that, that interview, I was like, "Yeah, so maybe, maybe aliens will come. Maybe we'll take that route." I don't know, but 
that that season finale, you know, just no, I don't want to spoil it, but we I'm, already spoiled much it everyone on the already podcast knows before. what happened, and it's just the most frustrating thing <clears throat> they could have ever done. I don't know. I'll. Aaron, I still we'll, don't know if I'm going to we'll, watch we'll, the new season. <laughs> see, yes, you are, because you're going to want to talk to me about it. Maybe. Uh, you know I'm you're going to watch the first I'm gonna episode. I'm going to want to talk to you about it, Aaron, so therefore you're going to have to watch it, so I can have someone to talk to about it. I guess. That's yeah, pretty much the only the major reason why I watch it is because it's like one of the few television shows you can still watch anymore where like everyone you run into has seen it at some point, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. like the, the television viewing audience is like so spread out nowadays, but this is one where... You that can talk to pretty much anyone about things. it. What? That and Stranger Things, Aaron. No, I refuse <laughs> to talk about Stranger Things. I haven't watched it yet, so I, I'm. I don't know how. I don't have any opinion. Not as good as everyone's making out to be. All right, so so here's my problem with The Walking Dead. Well, yeah, you haven't seen it at all. No, right? I watched season oh. one, and I was not compelled to keep watching. I'm like, you know what? I'll. When I watched it, I was like, you know what? I'll watch it when it's all done. And I realize now that's never going to happen. <laughs> so it's never going to finish? Yeah, and that bothers me so badly. And it also bothers me. Like, the zombie thing, I'm kind of over zombies at this point, I think. Like, everything is zombies now. Everyone's over zombies, pretty much. But then why is The Walking Dead so popular? I don't get it. Because this, the character... Um development is actually really good in that show in my opinion depending on the character no but like i think a lot of the characters like i i love seeing remember shane aaron from season one and two i love seeing yep. i just love seeing shane's develop into the character that he was that oh was shane that's his that's his best friend yeah yeah I know, I know that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. So I think it. Good job, I think it does, <laughs> Thanks. In my opinion, I think a lot. That's why I like it so much. No, yeah, I'm really glad people like it. My family started watching it recently, so they're hooked on it. Um, I'm, I'm glad people like it. It's just never going to be a thing for me. I don't think. No All right. So Aaron, what's your good pick for a book adaptation? All right. Well, I'm not gonna go with my favorite movie based on a book because that would be Jurassic Park which is one of my favorite movies of all time but I wanted to go in a different route okay because I wanted to highlight a movie that I think like completely transcended and surpassed the source material solely based on being a movie adaptation and that is Cloud Atlas I didn't even know that was a book beforehand I didn't either. And Aaron, is this obviously this is a good movie? I I enjoy it so because I I remember seeing the trailers for it. And I was like super interested and compelled to go see it, but I never saw it. Mm -hmm. But like, so I've read the book and seen the movie. I saw the movie first and then read the book. Uh -huh. And like the thing is, it obviously it tells the story about it tells like six different stories about yeah. different people across different time. periods of time from the past to the future. And about how like all their lives are connected. But like the thing is the how the book does it is it kind of like does a descending and ascending ring structure. So it's like you get half of one story, then you move on to the first half of the next story, then the first half of the next story, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Until you get to the final timeline, and then it moves back up, giving you the second half of each story, 
which is it's a it's a very interesting book because the author is very talented and can like capture all these different uh styles of speaking and dialects and all this stuff but i just think the movie version just i think a lot of movie adaptations of books are kind of like trapped because their stories are designed for a literary format but with cloud atlas it's like this this uh concept is actually better suited for a film because the film can jump back and forth between storylines in a way that the book never could because if the book is changing stories every couple of pages it's going to be massively confusing but for a film with all the visual references and everything it's a lot easier to do that so it's a it's a much more powerful version of that tale to be able to so quickly jump in between these tales and more accurately emphasize like the parallels between each of them right. so i and as a movie alone it's it's a very enjoyable movie it's a very fascinating and unique movie and you got some great performances hugo weaving tom hanks halle berry so excellent so, score as well. so did you do you own this movie i don't own this movie but it's hey, a movie Jacob, i've seen do you own this movie no so if I find it, how much would you be willing to pay for this movie? So if I find it for like ten bucks, is that a good think, deal on Blu-ray? Blu-ray is less than ten bucks at this point, so I would oh, pay wow. for that. That's the Wachowskis, right? Yeah. Okay. It's pretty much their only post-Matrix film that I like. <laughs> I think you're not alone, but you're pretty. You're on the minority on liking that movie. I think. I think a lot of people. Did. I mean, it did. It did decent with critics, like. Probably like sixty something percent on mm. the tomato meter. Do you you say tomato meter? I, th- yeah, I, I thought it was thermometer. You say <laughs> thermometer. <laughs> I say tomato meter. <laughs> Let's call the whole thing off. I love it. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Um, Cloud Atlas. I might have to give that a watch. Um, Me too. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm with Aaron on this one, I think. Uh, I'm not going to pick my favorite book adaptation, because we all know that's Harry Potter. Come on. All eight yeah. of them. I love them uh, which so one? much. Which one, bro? Uh, three would be my favorite. Um, okay. But, I mean, I've talked in depth about how much I love Harry Potter at this point, so I, I wanted to give love to a lesser, not lesser known, but a lesser appreciated film that we, I don't know if we brought it up on the podcast before. But uh, it's actually Paper Towns. Um, you, you told me about we, that. I might have actually talked about it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. So I'll, I'll just breeze through it again. Because I rewatched the film with my family like a couple weeks ago. That's right. So. That's right. All right. So Paper Towns is a John Green book. It's one of my favorite books like ever. So that kind of makes me a little biased towards the film already. But um, <laughs> as a film, I think it's great. Um and, and just like any book adaptation, I think it makes a few calls that hinder the story a little bit, particularly near the end. Um, I mean, I don't know. It came out last year. I'm not going to spoil it. But there, there's a couple choices at the end that I think kind of negate one or two of the emotional impact the movie could have had. But um, Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. And people who have read or seen it probably do too. Yeah. But... Um, just as an adaptation overall, other than that moment in particular, I think all of the character interactions are great. They're genuine. 
Um, I think all of the character castings are great as well. Uh, Nat Wolf is a great Q. Um, and then, gosh, what's her name? Kara, I know how, I know her name, but I can never pronounce her last name. Kara Del 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 Nope. You guys are letting me flail. <laughs> I've All never right, seen this Kara. movie or I just, book. I just let you butcher actors' yeah. names. Yeah. Um, so Kara, I think, is also a, a great Margot. And uh, just the ideas that this movie brings up are way smarter, I think, than a lot of teen movies usually are. I mean, I haven't seen Perks of Being a Wallflower yet, so... Yeah, you should. I can't speak to that, but it, um, it trumps Paper Towns are like nine out of what ten. Months. All right, you haven't seen or read the books, so. but you but you haven't seen Perks, and therefore That's don't true. know the power That's behind true. Perks. That's, so I have seen point. both, and David is correct. I mean, I, I'm sure you are, but this is the thing: it, it's not the perfect movie adaptation, but I think it does well in that it brings that book to life, and even though it doesn't necessarily do everything right that the book does, it, it still has that emotional impact that when every time I watch it, I still cry. Uh, it's, it's an emotional film. <laughs> I just, I love the uh, whole philosophy of, uh, of not thinking of someone as more than a person. Like everyone in the world is just a person and you should like building people up is, is never going to end well. And I just think that movie does a great job of bringing that uh, philosophy to life and I don't know I just want to talk about it I think it's very underrated as far as book adaptations go everyone always talks about the fault in our stars which I do think is great as well but I think paper towns is better I agree yeah I don't I don't know why everyone is so obsessed with fault in our stars and not no. the clearly superior paper towns yeah paper it's towns the cancer people it is the cancer. <laughs> it's, it's the cancer. It's, it is and I do love paper town or not paper towns I do love fault in our stars but again it's just not and you know I'm sorry, but you can't make out in the uh, in the Anne Frank house. Never a good call. It's always weird. Never just claps for him. Why is this a thing yeah, that, that happens? That was a terrible scene. Just straight up terrible. I was like, all right, the you had me. okay, but that scene is just yeah. absolutely terrible. You had me up until then. You can't, you can't do that. It's like uh, Connor for real in Popstar. <laughs> I wonder if that's a call out to that scene. No, I think it was a call out to Justin Bieber signing, like, I think she would have been a believer on the Anne Frank guest book. Did he really do that? Yeah, that, that's Oh, a no. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, <laughs> let's move on from that to our upcoming <laughs> movies of the week. Uh, there are some things in life that are out of our control. Why do you think you were created in the first place? Well, guys, like I said last week, we kind of teased it a little bit. This is a um, very interesting week, to be sure. Uh, so let's just start. <sighs> let's just start at the one that could possibly be good, Deepwater Horizon. Um, I, I mean, Miss Peregrine's could probably be good, too. But let's start at Deepwater Horizon. All right. So now, have you guys seen Lone Survivor? Uh, no. Nope. I have. Not a fan, to be honest. Um, everyone else in the world was completely taken taken by storm by that film. Everyone loved it. Um, and it's from the, the, the movie's from the uh, director, I think, of Lone Survivor. Yes, the director. And so, I'm not sure if but that's... But it's also from the director of Battleship. So... 
just just want everyone to know that. Just want to remind everyone you, that you we just... made a movie about a board game with no story. Uh, Ouija is about a board game too. All right. <laughs> You're... These aren't good examples. <laughs> <laughs> also, just learned recently, it's pronounced Ouija. It's not pronounced Ouija. Yeah. Are you sure? I've, only, I've just found that out. Yeah, because apparently the guy who made the board asked the board what it wanted to be called, and it said Ouija. So I'm like, okay, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever, dude. <laughs> just cal- calm down a little bit. But the board can only give letters, not pronunciation. Therefore, but it's spelt Ouija. Well, yeah, but... but you, I, you Whatever. Control... We're getting in the weeds on this one. <laughs> we'll stick to Deepwater Horizon. Um <laughs> Uh, so so far, the critical reception is pretty positive. Um, has, has well, you know what? Let me just read the critics' consensus for you. Deepwater Horizon makes effective use of its titular man-made disaster to deliver a uncommonly serious. That should be Anne. A uncommonly serious yet still suitably gripping action thriller. Oh, proofreading the Rotten Tomatoes people. Look at what? That. <laughs> Yeah, so we got Mark Wahlberg, we got Dylan O'Brien, we got John Malkovich, we got Kurt Russell, uh, Kate Hudson. Uh, so, I mean, pretty good cast for the most part. I haven't seen Dylan O'Brien in anything other than the Maze Runner movies, so I have no clue what his acting ability is. It's not good in those. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Dylan O'Brien. <laughs> yeah, sorry, but He just got hit yeah, by a car. Yeah, sorry you got so. hit by a car to make those <laughs> terrible movies. <laughs> It wasn't. It wasn't worth it. But it wasn't worth it. I hope you realize that. I have been seeing the trailers for this movie, and it looks it looks interesting. I guess Marky Mark is going to be on a oil. They're on an oil rig, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, may, is it? I hope it isn't going to be like one of those. Like at the very end of the movie, like we're killing our environment by drilling oil. Like I hope it's not. It doesn't end up being one of those movies. You know, oh, sure. No, it's. I don't sure think it is be because it's clear Oscar bait. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. clearly Oscar bait, so they're gonna throw in a political message. See, then that's gonna annoy me. Here we go. Here we go. This is the probably the best quote for a positive review ever for a movie in which you can't follow what's going on for seventy five percent of the time. Deepwater Horizon proves remarkably thrilling. That doesn't make me want to see the movie. <laughs> Like, how is that positive? <laughs> I don't know. I, the, I will give the trailers this. They are pretty intense. So we'll see. Mark Wahlberg, he's good the, when he wants the to be. The oil rig scenes are intense, but all the family drama. Yeah, that's bad. That's nonsense. Bad. I, don't, I don't need to see the person's family to care about them. Yeah, I don't want boring family scenes. I want more action. It's like Titanic all over again. Oh my god! Just give me all the right. last hour. All right, all right, all right. Let's just <laughs> calm down on the Titanic quips. Anything else to say about Deepwater Horizon? No. It looks like it could be okay. Yeah. Marky Mark, don't let me down. Uh, hopefully, it's not a lone survivor situation for me. All right. So uh, let's talk about Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, a book I've never read, and a trailer that I think looks. Okay. Yeah, doesn't spark my interest at all. See, I really wish I could still get excited about a Tim Burton movie. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I just, I just can't do it anymore. 
Well, let's yeah, at least just... talk about the cast. Uh, we got Ava Green. Uh, we got Samuel L. Jackson. Got Asa Butterfield. Chris O'Dowd is in it. Don't know why he's in there. Uh, <laughs> and that that's about... Yeah, I, like, I really like this cast. Judy Dench. Judy Dench is in it. Awesome. All right. Well, that's, that's all we can say about that. <laughs> no. I, I don't know, man. I just... I'm kind of over the young adult <laughs> movies as well. So it's like... You right, got it's, it's Tim basically Burton. looks like a mix between Harry Potter and X Men, and yeah. the trailers have pretty much even said as much. They yeah. said like, "Has the magic of Harry Potter and the action of X Men?" And it's like, "Okay, I'll just watch those movies." <laughs> yeah, those way superior films. <laughs> well, we don't know that. Well, let me be fair; we don't know that yet. Um, but I don't know. I'm not expecting great things from it. I'm I'm just kind of over the whole whole idea of it. So I don't know. Anything else to say about this? I mean, I think I think there's definitely you can definitely see Tim Burton's sensibilities at work yes. in the movie, and you know, I think I I wish it was it's he's able to you know recapture some of that old magic he had. I mean, this is a good opportunity for him to be able to do that, but I just I can't I can't bring myself to have hope. No, I just don't believe in him anymore. He's just, I don't know, he messed up one too many times. Also, it looks very, uh, what's the name of that film? Dark Shadows. It looks very Dark Shadows, and you never want anything to look very Dark Shadows. (laughs) It even has Ava Green in it, who, I like Ava Green, but she's just not picked the best movies. It doesn't have Johnny Depp in it, though. That's good. He might have a cameo, though. You'll never know. I don't know. I don't know what's so, happening. Okay, just give me the next movie. All right, next movie. Next movie. Let's talk about Masterminds for a little bit, guys. Um, Masterminds. This, this is the Zach Galifianakis. I don't know, Lacey. Maybe we should delay this oh. conversation for a later. <laughs> for a thing. whole year. A whole year. <laughs> no. Was it just a year? I feel like it was even longer. Well, it's been a year since the trailers have been out. I don't know, man. Uh, I'm. I know the. I know the movie that you talked about. Yeah. These trailers have been out forever. We got Kristen Wiig. We got Kate McKinnon. Love Kate McKinnon, but just pick better movies, Kate McKinnon. <laughs> uh, you got Owen Wilson. You got Jason Sudeikis. Zach Galifianakis. Mary Elizabeth Ellis as well. The waitress is in it, so that's cool. Now I have to see it. Will Smith is in it. What? Really? He's in the cast list. He doesn't have a character name, though. Like, maybe just like a cameo thing? I don't know. That's a strange choice. Uh, But it's directed by Jared Hess, uh, the director of Napoleon Dynamite, and Aaron's favorite, Nacho Libre. Nacho Libre is great. great. No! (laughs) Come on, both of you! Nacho Libre is a great movie. You weren't, you weren't there when I was talking about this to Lacey, but he doesn't believe me. He doesn't I believe know. me. As, I, 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 I remember I've talked to him about this on PS4, and I'm like, I want to go live in the wilderness. He's like, oh, how did you find me? Oh, I saw you from, I the, saw town. You from the village. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's a great movie, Lacey. Just believe it's, us. Well, I love Napoleon Dynamite, so that's about all I have can you know, really Wait, have you never seen Nacho Libre? No, I haven't. I watched five minutes, and I was like, yeah, I'm out. I'm just going to remove no, myself from the situation. No, you don't like, you have to finish it. <laughs> No, all right. I might finish it one day. We'll see. No, that's like a this weekend thing. Like, <laughs> oh my god, I don't know about that. But anyway, masterminds. Uh, I believe in science. <laughs> masterminds doesn't look great. Uh, 
In fact, oh. there are quite a few jokes in there that are extremely bad, where you're just like, why? Why Why is this in a movie in 2016? But okay, apparently it's based on a true story, which... Those are always yeah, the best. Based in a true, on a true story, yeah. I say with quotation marks. Comedy films can almost never be based on true stories. What about Mike and Dave need wedding dates? That one was completely one hundred percent true. One hundred percent true. When he when he hits his sister in the face with that four wheeler tire, that 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 actually happened. Oh yeah, real real, real stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I if this had come out when it was supposed to, maybe I would be a little excited for it. But being as it is right now, I just. Never push back movies if you want people to believe in them. That's maybe our moral for the lesson. Or lesson for the day. <laughs> moral for the- that might be our moral for the podcast. <laughs> uh, no. Are we, uh, are we have anything else to say about Masterminds? No. Okay. Well, let's really get to the thing great. that made me want to die this week. <laughs> Maximum <laughs> Ride. Which, what is this about? I haven't seen any trailers. <laughs> this is the movie based on the James Patterson book about children that were genetically engineered to have, like, angel wings. And then, like, the company that uh... genetically engineered them tries to, like, hunt them down and recapture them. Yeah, and the movie okay. was produced by Jenna Marbles of YouTube fame. I feel so bad for, for her. like probably a one million dollars max i could not find a budget for the film that's never a good sign (laughs) Um, okay so where do i start i've seen the film if you listen last week you know that um i actually paid real money and watched this movie a moment of silence yeah i money there (laughs) i i just don't even know where to start with this I, i wrote a review if you want to hear coherent thoughts, maybe you can read that. This is just going to be pure anger from me. So, uh, yeah, Jake Lace, Maximum Ride Review, if you want to read that. But, uh, yeah, this movie is straight garbage. One of the worst films I've ever seen in my entire life, and definitely the worst film of the year. No no question about that. Um, but you haven't seen Nine Lives yet. I, I swear to God, Nine Lives is probably better than this. <laughs> And I say that completely and 100% seriously. I cannot believe that this movie got made in 2016 and people thought they could sell it for real money to real human beings who work hard for their cash and I hate everything. Well, I mean, you obviously said you paid money for it. I did. So. I, wanted to write, I wanted to write a review on it because I knew it was going to be bad. You are part of the problem, Lacey. I know. Just, you you got to know reason, that. You're the reason why people make bad movies because they know that you'll pay for them. I know. Nope. Um, but let's just, let me just run through a couple of my big gripes with the movie. Number one, acting is so horrible. It's so bad. And I don't know if it's just because the acting is bad or if the dialogue is just laughably childish and stupid, or I don't know what. I'm pretty sure it's both. Yeah. It might be a mix of both. It can be both. Yeah. I mean, the acting, some of the characters, you can like tell in their face they know they're in an awful movie and they're just like, yep, just earning that paycheck. <laughs> like one of the guys is from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. <laughs> Wait, which one? Um, uh, Fang is played by um, Paula's son, the older son. Oh, interesting. 
Yeah. I mean, okay, that that this raises a, a moral question, Jacob. Yeah. If you were offered a large amount of money to be in a crappy movie, would you take that? Oh, money? totally. I would sell out at the first drop, first drop of a dime. There's no question about that. The correct answer is that my presence would elevate automatically elevate the movie. Oh, geez, to a I'm great sorry. Movie. I'm it sorry. It would no longer be crappy if I was involved. I'm All sorry. Right, now I know Aaron's answer. So. <laughs> So that we're both on the same page, basically, Aaron and I on that one. Um, uh, I'm just a little more transparent about it. But uh, so, yeah, dialogue is horrible. Uh, CGI is, oh, my God. The amount of times I had to pause this film because I was laughing so hard at what they were showing me on screen and not even trying to hide how bad it was, like reveling and how awful this CGI was. Like there's one scene. And I don't know why this is a real thing in the movie, but the youngest girl gets kidnapped, and this is another big grape, no one knows how to act in this movie. This little girl is, like, barely moving her legs up and down, like, as if she's, like, I don't know what she's trying to do. I think she thinks that's what escaping is, like, barely kicking your feet at all. So I'm like, okay, that's weird. It looks like she's just being rocked to sleep by the bad guys, but then... All of a sudden, Max, Max, the main character, comes flying onto the screen, and it looks like, I swear to God, they took pictures of wings, like CGI wings, like copied and pasted them onto her back with her foot going out, like in a kung fu style, and then superimposed the villains onto the film later, like they weren't actually there. Like they looked like cardboard cutouts, and I cannot believe that this is a real movie that is real. <laughs> and then it only gets worse from there. It only gets worse. After that, you have to deal with really creepy love scenes between Max and Fang, who Fang is like straight up mentally abusive to this girl. And for some reason, we're supposed to want them to be together, which I don't. You need to run away from that situation as quickly as possible. But nope, apparently that's what this movie thinks romance is. And then after that, she gets shot point blank by a sniper rifle. Point blank. And she lives. She straight up lives from it. Wait, wait, the real question. Did they use the scope? No, it was the 360 note scope. <laughs> and I can't even believe that they left that in a movie. And they have just this BS response to it where she's in the hospital and he's like, yeah, you were right when you said you heal quickly. No, even if you do heal quickly, that shouldn't stop a bullet from decimating you. <laughs> that just makes no sense. And then it's just like, oh... Iggy is blind when the plot calls for it, because other times he's looking people dead in the eye and knows exactly where everyone is. But nope, sometimes he's really blind, and it's just like, are you kidding me? They see, so acting bad. can be tough sometimes, okay? Acting you know? can be tough, I, I suppose that's true. But that's well, your job. It's your job. <laughs> like, They're not making Casablanca here, Lacey. <laughs> that's true. Oh, God, I just, I cannot believe this is a real movie. And then... The end, spoilers, for a movie that doesn't even follow the whole book, they end it a third through the book before they even go to New York City. The big part of that whole book, they end it before it, I suppose because they didn't have enough budget to actually go to New York oh, City. definitely, because they didn't have enough budget. Like, they just end the movie, and it ends in the most awkward way possible. And it's the biggest feeling of, was that a movie? Was that a movie? <laughs> 
can that be classified as a film? Because I think it was just a series of pictures that they showed me. And then there's the line. Well, there's the line. Technically, what a film no, is. No, no, no. So there's more to that. There's art. There's art to a film. Shown so quickly that it. I think we should cut the illusion off. of movement. Jake, hey, I gotta cut you off, dude. Aaron, <laughs> one more. I'm just, I'm just I, I, <laughs> I have one more gripe. I have one more gripe, and that there is an actual line in this film that goes, "I don't like chocolate chip cookies anymore. I've outgrown them." <laughs> and then she's eating chocolate chip cookies at the beginning of the movie. Do they think that's what character development is? I don't know. That has to be what they were going for, but it makes no sense. Anyway, I'm done. Never pay any movie to, money to see this movie. If it's in theaters near you, uh, burn that theater to the ground. You'll save everyone in it from. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not advertising that. I'm not. I'm not actually. Don't actually do that. I realize that could probably sound bad. Do not actually burn any place to the ground, but just don't pay money to see it. All right. All bad. We would get so much bad publicity for that, but I mean, all publicity is good publicity. Oh, I put it. I put a disclaimer. Way. I put. A, I should just put a disclaimer at the beginning of the episode. Warning: Do not actually burn down buildings. <laughs> okay, let's <laughs> just move on. Time, let's just move on to the oh, what have we been David watching? Ready to just you know roll. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm done. done I'm done. I'm done with this movie. I want to never think of it again. Let's move all on. Right, all right. What? We're shutting you down, Lacey. I know. That's why I'm, I'm moving on to the what have we been watching this week. I am not a mom! I'm on my way to Orange County to see my wife and kid. They're going to be so pumped. Nothing more emotional than a soldier coming home, am I right? By the way, I'm Zorn. Who wants to start? <clears throat> uh... I can start, and no one, no one wants to go for it. I'll, I'll start. I'll, well, I don't know. I have a fairly lengthy. <laughs> Me too. So let's let David start. Yeah, David, David go ahead. Um. So I watched some more about Bo- Bojack Horseman. Good. What episode How are you? Are you? Uh, season two, episode ten ish. Oh man. Um. They it's just about broke to get up. real. It's about to get real, David. You don't even know. I hear. I hear. There's a good uh twist or whatever. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it, I I I sit there and I'm just like I kind of like BoJack Horseman. I don't know why. It's just got good vibes going. Well, I mean, not necessarily good vibes. <laughs> well, awful know. vibes, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I care about this horse, and I don't necessarily know why I do. But there he is, always on my laptop at work when I should be working. But no, <laughs> oh, BoJack is there. <laughs> Old BoJack's always there for you. Uh, I just love the ending song. But That's I great. I, well, yeah. And then um, out of out of crazy like week of homework, so I only I watched BoJack Horseman, and then I watched Atlanta. Um, Atlanta. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, you're the... welcome. <laughs> One of those. <laughs> I'm flustered. Maximum ride flustered me. Anyway, I, know. I also uh, watched Atlanta. This I, Aaron watched Atlanta, and Aaron liked. I like, of course, I love Atlanta. To its core, it's already got renewed for season two. Meaning, Jacob, you should definitely start watching it now. I'll watch it when they put it on Hulu. It's on. It's on YouTube right now. Not every episode, just one and two. Did you watch them? Not yet. No. Oh, and we we literally and then number three literally just came out. It's been pilot week. (laughs) I'm sorry. Continue. Uh, But yeah, so Aaron, you liked this episode a little. I liked the episode, but you liked it a little more than I I don't think it was the strongest episode. 
stuck. No, on I, that, I don't. But it's probably. I still deepest. thought it was a. It was funnier, I suppose. It was less concerned with like, <laughs> the drama and the social issues, yeah. but it was very funny. It was very funny. The fact that I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to ruin anything. I, I, my, my one gripe with the show is that give me an hour, give me an hour long segment, because I feel like a lot more could develop, a lot more things could happen in the episode. If you give them an entire hour, because like my pick with this, like last um, last Tuesday, like obviously, like not a lot happened, in my opinion. Uh, that was the one with like the the date, right? The dinner, no. at the, like no. the the fancy restaurant. No, it no. wasn't the fancy restaurant. It was the one when he paper boy was up in the 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 guy. Um, who's on Instagram was totally trashing his um, music and stuff, and then I thought that was this week, or is that what you meant? Did you mean this that's week? What I meant. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, I got you, I got you. Sorry. And then, um, yeah, that's what I was talking about. And then what else happened? Oh yeah, Ernest bought a sword. Yeah, but like, it, it was like a whole string of yeah, things, like events, know. which which I got at the end. I was just like, yeah. We well, got I mean, song. yeah, I guess I said it didn't really delve into social issues as much, but that ending of that episode was just really powerful. When he's just yeah. like, poor people can't make investments like that because we have yeah. to live day to day, and that that was just like a really striking emotional moment. Yeah, right? but then but then. After that happens, the way he goes, I always like, you know what, man? Take my phone. We friends now. And he's just like, thanks. And like, it just awkwardly ends there. It's just perfect. I don't know. Yeah, Darius is great. I love yeah. him. He's like one of my favorite TV characters right now. But yeah, so basically, give me more. Give me more Atlanta. Give me longer time. You're getting, you're getting more Atlanta. You're getting this a Tuesday. season two. Jake, I'm sure. Hope to see you there this Tuesday. <laughs> this Tuesday, maybe we'll see. I, I, I need to catch up. I can't watch the next episodes without knowing what's happening. <laughs> and right. I, I think I watched the Lions just suck it up today. Oh yeah, the, oh I didn't watch today. Never mind. Last week too. Last week they day. sucked it up real bad. We talked about that though. Yeah. All right. So done. 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 <laughs> think. All right. Can I go next, Darren? Because mine's probably oh. shorter than yours. I don't know. Well, are you going to talk about some pilots as well? Uh, yeah, a couple. Okay, so I'm just going to jump in okay. when you do it, I guess. Sounds I good. guess, if that's what you want to do. No, that's fine. I, I'll, I'm just going to start with movies. Uh, I only watched one movie this week other... Yeah, only one movie. Maximum Ride was two weeks ago now. Get my time mixed up. All right. So, High Noon. I watched the movie High Noon. From, oh, okay. From the I've 50s. I really liked it a lot. Um, I did too. Yeah, it, it's simplistic to be sure, uh, but I, I I just thought for a western that really doesn't concern itself too deeply with any larger meaning. Um, I think more. Uh, there's, there's kind of a larger meaning. Well, that, to that's it. what I mean. Like High Noon is like the outlier for most westerns of oh, that okay. time. Yeah. And uh, I, I just thought the acting was great. I thought Grace the idea, Kelly. Huh? Grace Kelly is yeah. just an amazing actress. Yeah. I don't know. It, yeah. And then uh, just the whole idea that it all takes place within the length of an hour is just really fun and really interesting to me. So I, I really enjoyed that film. And uh, yeah, so thank you to Genres Class because that was pretty cool. And uh, this week we're watching Rear Window. So 
Oh, I love it. Rear Window. Yeah, and it's on the it's list. One of my I favorite believe. Hitchcock films. Isn't it? Yeah, I think it's oh, on yeah, the list. Oh yeah, it is on the list. So I'll be able to knock one out just in class. So that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so that's my movies. So now we're gonna move on to TV. Watched a lot of TV this week. Um, I did too because it is pilot season. I did. I only watched two new pilots though, so I'm kind of okay. Well, we'll I watched way more all than that. but two. I think. Okay, so you have way more than me, but I'm gonna I'm gonna start so with one that's one starting season. its second season now, and I zoomed through the first season. Uh, this past week, so oh, I so can this watch isn't it. a new show? This is a no. This, I'm going to start with the ones show. that aren't new, and then okay. end on the new ones. So, this second season just started this week. It's uh, Superstore on NBC. I uh, actually quite like this mo- this show. It's uh, it's funny. Uh, season one, it, it, it was shaky, but it had its moments. And then season two, uh, the first episode of season two, I can tell it's it's trying more. It's trying to delve into, like, What's the word I'm looking for? Comedy that's, like, timely. Timely comedy, I suppose. Like, they're, they're on strike, and so they, uh, they're, they're having their strike, and the news comes over, and they have a bunch of other people that don't work there striking. They're like, oh, yeah, everyone's into the cause. And then she's, like, talking to the news person, and then this lady comes over, and she's like, yeah, no transgenders in our bathrooms. And they're like, whoa, no, that's not what the strike is about. And then it just, like, put statehood for Puerto Rico. And they're like, no, this is none of what we're going for. I just think uh, there's some really great moments in that show, and I'm excited to see where it goes. I think they really have uh, good legs under them now, and so hopefully they'll be able to uh, continue that. I've seen two episodes of the show. I saw okay. the post Olympic special and then yeah. like one random episode from season one. And I mean, like, got a few chuckles out of it. Yeah, it's just one of those shows you just kind of throw on. It's not in, like too deep of a comedy, but it's it's a fun show, nonetheless. I might have saw a post Olympic special as well. Yeah, and that, I was like, this looks stupid. Yeah, it's not it's not very good. It's a completely one off <laughs> episode, and that they just kind of out there but i did like that they lit the store on fire that was pretty great um anyway you know uh, what earlier you said to light a movie theater on fire. <laughs> am i, I subliminally messaging Jake, people <laughs> you definitely need that disclaimer here Lacey. yeah i'm gonna throw that disclaimer <laughs> i do not do not light things on fire <laughs> not it might be funny on tv but it's not funny in real life no one believes you anymore Lacey. i hate everything <laughs> okay <laughs> Uh, next, uh, I've been catching up on Adam Ruins Everything. Pretty good season so far. Don't think it's quite as good as season one, um, but there's still some good episodes. I think the marriage episode is really great. Um, and then the mall episode was good as well, uh, especially because of that glasses scene at the end where they talked about why eyeglasses, uh, they all screw you over. Every place, everywhere. And it makes you real sad, real sad inside. Um, <laughs> so there's that. Uh, have you been catching up on that, Aaron, or no? I don't think I watched this week's episode. This yet. week's was the animal I don't, one. I haven't watched that one what? yet either. Uh, about animals. Oh yeah, Pets. I haven't seen that one. I haven't either. But otherwise, yeah, watched it all. Okay, and then uh, just started watching this today. Not a new show, but it was one that I was interested in for a while. And it's uh, called Broad City on Comedy Central. I think I've it's heard good things about really, it. Really, really funny. Like the first episode, you know, pilots not always great. But uh, episode two completely sold it on, sold me on it. What, uh, what David? 
the Always Sunny in Philadelphia pilot is great. So I just want to throw It's that not out. as good pilot. as the rest of the show, though. True, but it's a great pilot for like you as far as pilots on. go. Yes, I would. Yeah, because you said pilots aren't always great. I'm correct. Well, they aren't always great. We'll get to some pilots. Oh, we will. But uh, Aaron's got to pull out his list. <laughs> I got. Yeah, I got a list as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, Broad City, I think, is going to shape up to be a great show. Everyone always talks highly of it, and uh, so far, I think both of the leads are really great. Lana and. Gosh, I forget her name, but they're they're both really funny, and that's really my brand of comedy, so I'm excited about it. Um, now to get to the new pilots that premiered this week, uh, let's start with the one I like the most, probably, and that's The Good Place uh, with Kristen Bell. I don't know, have you Great. seen it, Aaron? Lacey, I've seen all of these, I'm telling you. You said you've seen everything but two. I don't know what oh, you no, haven't this seen. This was one of my most anticipated of the yes. new shows coming. Um. I like it so far. I think it it definitely... Have you seen the most recent episode? Yep. That is a great twist at the end there. Uh, oh, yeah, That's outstanding. I'm like, yep, this show is going to be great. I'm, I'm going to stick with it. I hope it stays as good as it is right now. I think Kristen Bell is a great lead. Uh, she's really oh, yeah, funny. Her performance is just... Yeah, fantastic. Just so hilarious. And even NBC, man, they're, they're like catching wind that like not being a good person is what makes TV good now. Like no one on none of the great shows have good people as their leads, and uh, even even uh, the good places catching on to that. So yeah, it's interesting. Like just like how t- absolutely terrible she is, and then yeah. it's like not even you know showing any light at all. Really, no, she she sense. has like nothing good about her at all. I mean, <laughs> there was the or the thing where there was like sexual harassment at the coffee shop and she's like i'm gonna keep drinking it <laughs> he's like let's have some chick-fil-a <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just i don't know i think it's great um also um ted uh ted danson ted danson yes is great in that role as well and then whatever his helper's name is that i can never remember her name she's really funny as well so oh yeah i forget but also great uh, yeah I, just very very unique and very funny mm-hmm. so I'm definitely going to keep watching as well. Same. And then, uh, so the other new pilot that I watched uh, is Son of Zorn, the uh, new well. Philip Lord and Chris Miller show. Yeah, I think they look stupid. Oh, dude, it's so funny. <laughs> it's, it, like like I said, this is like my brand of comedy. It, those guys know how to write uh, comedy. I don't know. It, com- it comes on right after Atlanta, doesn't it? No, no. Oh. It's on it's Fox. It's like a... It's a Sunday. It was show, right? it was for just the the special premiere. Okay, episode, but it's regular time stuff. I watched like, like uh, yeah, I watched like the first ten minutes of it. I was like, this is stupid. Oh, it's so good. Have you seen it, Aaron? Yes. So that first the first thing that made me think, yeah, I'm gonna love this show is uh, when he's like, I can't wait to meet your family, Zorn. He's like, you will, little raccoon man, and then his head gets ripped off, and you're like, oh god, like what is this show? <laughs> But I don't know. I, I think it's going to be funny. I don't know if it's going to necessarily have the emotional impact I think they want it to, but it's funny enough as it is at the moment. I I didn't think it was completely solid as a pilot. It w- I think there were definitely some good laughs, but then there was also a lot of material that just didn't work. Yeah. And the the I know it's not... <laughs> completely uh, they're not trying terribly hard to do this but the 
mix between the animation and the live action is like never convincing at all. No, like, they're not just, trying. <laughs> I think that's the joke. But like, <laughs> it's just almost distractingly not, you know, not lining up. I see what you're saying. So, but there was still, I, I wish they had like done more like uh, jokes related to like parodying aspects of those old like 80s cartoons like he-man and stuff or whatever mm-hmm. like when the title card comes on and it's just like the classic yeah, title cards of those cartoons great. i absolutely love that but so I, I want more of that and if they can deliver more of that i'll be very satisfied this is a show that i don't see making it past season one i just i don't think it's gonna grip people i just don't think it's gonna get the following that it maybe deserves maybe doesn't i guess we'll see no. Both The Good Place and Son of Zorn I'm very concerned about. Yeah, The Good Place. Once you start messing with people's ideas of religion, you're never going to uh, get a show off the ground. All right. <laughs> what else you got for us, Well, what other I mean, pilots? if it's always sunny in Philadelphia, Mac proves that science Yeah, is... all right, all right, all right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so the night show is off the ground, so. I rewatched that scene so much. Yeah, it, it's so good. <laughs> So every, t- every time I need to write a paper, I, I reference that scene. <laughs> okay, Aaron, what other pilots have you been watching this week? I have watched a lot of pilots. Because basically what I do is I watch at least a pilot of almost of pretty much every single new show that comes out. Just because I, I want to get like a feel for it, you know? Mm-hmm. I want to know if I should be rooting for its success or failure. Okay. I'm, I'm curious. So I watched <laughs> Good Place and Son of Zorn. I also, because I watch everything... I watched Kevin Can Wait. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. He, the new you, Kevin James comedy. You looks yeah, you look super like depressed about your decision. I am very depressed about this decision. I I, I mean I'd be embarrassed about that too. I can't believe you that. I don't the, the, know what I expected. But it delivered. Number one, it's a CBS show. Number two, it's... Oh, we'll get into my hatred of CBS later, but... By all means, by all means. Well, first we have to talk about my hatred of Kevin James. Okay, go for it. Of course, half the, half the pilot is just is just fat jokes. The same old fat jokes we've been he working does, Aaron, he's the king of career. comedy. Now, let me, let me be completely transparent on this. I do really like King of Queens. I might be one of the only people in the world, but I enjoy King of Queens. Just mostly for the dad, because he's great. But And then Patton Oswalt, of course. But yeah, so... <laughs> Aaron's like, I hate you. <laughs> I, I don't like Kevin James and his lazy style of comedy. I don't really like multicam sitcoms. There's like a few that can work but for the most part i don't like the format at all how i met your mother yeah that'd be one of the ones i enjoy (laughs) but what's the most frustrating aspect of this pilot for me was they tried they do like the the plot of the pilot is basically his daughter comes home with a new boyfriend and then kevin james is initially like oh this boyfriend is so cool he's into super into sports or something and then she's like no that's the wrong guy it's this other guy who's super nerdy and everything and then kevin james is like oh what a stupid nerd i just want to talk about baseball and stuff <laughs> it's just it's the most frustrating frustratingly outdated 
stereotypical <laughs> nerd. And it's, it's just like, it's, can we please move past this whole, you know, notion of masculinity as defined by being like this big guy, big guy who's into sports when it's like these, these nerdy computer people are the ones shaping our completely shaping our society and driving like all business at this point. It's like, how are we still relying on these old stereotypes? <laughs> I, it's because CBS is just the channel for old people who don't want to get with the times. Yep, that's, that's about that's right. That's their slogan, in my mind. <laughs> old people who don't want to get with the times. That's a good one. They might use that. They might. Okay, so moving <laughs> on. I watched the pilot. This is us. Okay. My mom likes that show already. All right. Which is the show about like people, a bunch of different people who share the same birthday and they're related in some interesting ways that I'm not going to spoil. But I mean, it's a fair, it's a, it was a fairly decent pilot. It got a few chuckles out of it from the writer of Crazy Stupid Love. Okay. So there's some good stuff. But I don't understand how they're going to stretch this into like a full TV show. The stories aren't don't feel like they have enough material at this point to last that long. And also it's just, it's not my type of show because it just, all it does is make you feel good. And I'm like, I don't want to watch TV to feel good. (laughs) I want to watch stuff like Bojack Horseman. That makes me feel terrible about my life. (laughs) That's what Bojack Horseman does for you. Oh, it does that for me too. Me too. Same with, uh, now, uh, you're the worst is doing that to me too. And I'm like, no, I love you, but you hurt me. <laughs> so yeah. I, I, so this is us. It's a, it was a solid premiere. If you're in, if you're into that feel good television, but for me, I'm just like, I'm not into that. All right. Um, so that moves us on to bull, which bull? is another CBS pilot based on the early days of Dr. Phil as a trial consultant. Number one, never heard of this show. Nope. Oh, it's, it's, it's popular already. Are you kidding? No, no. It's legitimately about Dr. Phil. It's based on Dr. Phil. Oh my God. I hate my life. (laughs) Why is this a real thing? It's just, it's such, it was such a terrible, terrible pilot, though. It's just, I think the AV Club's review summed it up best when they said, Bull is like putting a Harambee t-shirt on your dad. (laughs) That was their quote. (laughs) What? (laughs) What does that even mean, for one? You know what it means? That we never need to talk about Harambe again because Oh, I I agree, we don't. He's past and the internet's going to hate us. I literally I literally only look up Harambe memes to send them to David because he hates <laughs> them so much. I sent him on a wild goose chase with a Pokémon theory once that ended with a Harambe joke. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. No, the point I wasn't I, I wasn't too happy about He was that. really I mad. Remember, if you remember the words I was saying to you. Yes, he was at very the very mad. end of that. Because it was like a ten minute. Yeah. But the the point they were making was it's like taking some kind of like like old out of touch person and trying to, you know, plaster them with like this facade of being hip and cool or oh, whatever. Okay. I which gotcha. basically describes what this show is doing. It's just like 
so many frustratingly, you know, just frustrating misunderstandings of society, I suppose. Like, the whole premise of the show is essentially, like, this is a guy that will create a mock jury to gauge people's reactions so he can figure out how to target them to get them the verdict he wants. Like, it's this really convoluted way of approaching the justice system. But it's just really frustrating because, like, this the film opens with, like, a bunch of people talking about the justice system. And they have this uh, black guy come up and he's just like, this, it's not a justice system. Like, it's totally rigged in favor of, like, the rich white people. And then the show, for the rest of the thing, is just like, yeah, pretty much. It's like, it doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> care. It's just like, yeah, this is a guy who's going to... You pay him, rich people can pay him plenty and plenty of money, and then they're gonna get they're gonna get off scot free. That that's the premise of our show. Don't don't you want to watch that every week? Oh it's like, my god! How tone deaf can you be to the current political climate? <laughs> All right. Well, that's bull. <laughs> so, that's bull. Don't watch it. Next up, designated survivor. Okay. Keeper Keep Sutherland. Sutherland being the president after a terrorist attack. All right. I thought it was a solid. It was a solid premiere. It was interesting. I like uh, Kiefer Sutherland's uh, performance, but it didn't really sell me on how it's going to be a sustainable TV show for an extended period of time. Right. Like it's just they set up a few little things. Like obviously, they have to figure out the origin of the terrorist plot and everything. But I don't. I don't know. I don't think I'm going to keep watching. But. It was an interesting premise, I suppose. If you like 24, you'll probably like this one, maybe? Yeah, pretty much. All right. I think it's probably going to be a little less action-packed. My mom really liked 24. And then she might like Designated Survivor. I'm not either. But yeah, if you like 24, you're probably going to like it, even if it's less action-oriented, the way it looks. Moving on, uh, Pitch, which is about... Is the that the baseball first, one? With yeah, the, the first girl? female player to join a major league team. What it's, network? Uh, Fox. Okay. And this, Never heard was, of it. It was a good pilot. Like, the, the actress, the main actress, was really, uh, really good. She did a really nice job. And the, it was an interesting story, I suppose. It's basically a fairly simple sports story. You know, like she gets into the major league games and then she has to overcome great odds to prove herself being the first woman player in the major leagues. But the thing about this pilot is I, the, I, going into it, I was like, how is this going to be a long-form TV show? And right. the pilot did nothing to address that concern. Like, it ends with her, like, being successful at her first game. But then it's like, okay, where do we go from here? Like, how is this not a, the premise for a movie? Why is this a TV yeah. show? And it didn't answer that. So it's a little strange. I've not even heard of it, so who knows? All right, moving on. I'm going to try to go quicker through these. But right. Speechless, the new ABC comedy about a family with a kid who's stuck in a wheelchair. No good? I actually laughed quite a Quite often at it. Okay. You laughed at a kid in a wheelchair, and wow, <laughs> wow! Disclaimer at the beginning of the episode, Jacob likes birthdays. Where it's like it's less about like people mocking the kid for being in a wheelchair, but he has to deal with people being like overly tolerant 
of him being in the wheelchair, like going out of their way to just be like, oh, you're the most special kid ever, but we're also just going to try to treat you like a normal kid, but we're not because we're trying to prove how tolerant we are kind of thing, you mm -hmm. know? Uh -huh. So, but it was definitely, I got a lot of laughs out of it. Now, so it's oh, continue. Sorry. It's a good, it, it was a good pilot, but I don't think I'm going to continue watching just because it wasn't unique enough hmm. to warrant continuing, you know, continue to watch it every week, in my opinion. Yeah. So seeing the, like the preview for this show, the, I at least got one laugh out of me and it's when she's talking to like someone she's like are you a garbage person or are you a person she's like G -g garbage and then like the guy from crazy extra he's like oh no no debbie no <laughs> and that just made me laugh because that guy has just such the best voice ever and so i just think that so actually funny. plays into the episode really his voice yeah nice all right cool but, so yeah check it out if you're interested all right, maybe moving on the MacGyver reboot. <laughs> There's not really much to say here because it was just one of the most boring pilots ever. Just like so bland. Rebooting the actors TV. are all bland. The concept is just not interesting anymore, especially when so many shows have gone on to like take inspiration from MacGyver and then do new stuff with it. It's the, the pilot was it's essentially like watching a really low budget and way less good version of mission impossible that's, that's always a good selling it. point <laughs> and then the final pilot the exorcist not this even was, lethal weapon huh oh no i didn't watch lethal weapon because i haven't actually seen the movie yet what and i thought watching the pilot before the movie was just a, you know I mean, you've, you've never seen, seen, you've seen lethal weapon five six though I have seen five and six, yes, but not one, two, three, or four. Yes, Lacey. I know. You can I skip know. four. You don't need to watch four. But, wow. All right. That's a perfect trilogy. Fine. Anyway. That's a good John Lachois joke as well. I will get to leave the one. What? But The Exorcist. Right. This was a pilot based on the trailer and that's you know the idea of turning this classic movie into a tv show i fully expected to hate it mm -hmm. but i actually really enjoyed the pilot okay. you know it's just there were a lot they did a really good job with using a tv budget and yet also having like these really uh cool looking uh scare sequences and stuff i mean like it's not really a terribly frightening show but it's more just they do some really interesting stuff with it and i don't know i just it's something i can watch every week because it it pulled off the horror which is always hard on a tv budget but it pulled it off and it looks like they can do some interesting long-form storytelling here they did some interesting character arcs for set up some interesting character arcs for the two priests that are going to come in and deal with this and everything so I fully expected to hate it, but I'm actually going to keep watching it now. It, it, right. it worked for me. Now, Aaron, you say Sad it's hard. Point. What? Sad point. I've officially decided I'm going to keep it always sunny tally. Every time I can bring up it's always sunny in the conversation. <laughs> now, now, Aaron, um, you say TV can't do horror. Have you not seen Scream Queens? I did watch the <laughs> pilot of Scream Queens last Crap. year. I saw American. I saw American Horror Story this week too. Oh, cool! 
Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Anything else to add about it? Or just want to mention it? Um, this episode was better than the first one. It's doing more. It added a lot more to the, like what's happening actually in it. But yeah, you guys were talking about horror, and I was like, oh wow, I totally like forgot that one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like horror can work on TV, as evidenced by Hannibal, my favorite TV show of all time. But just there's been so many attempts to do horror on network TV that have just been so laughably terrible. But this one actually had some pretty impressive uh, sequences and pretty gruesome. So, I don't know. All right. I I probably have to watch the movie first, but... Okay, that's even worse than not seeing Lethal Weapon. I don't think that's true. All right, let's... (laughs) Okay, just final note. Oh, okay, sure. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. returned. And Ghost Rider did not disappoint. I, really? I am excited, actually. Wow. I still love this show, Lazy. I can't do it, man. I can't do it. It's not good. It's not good. Ugh. All right. Amen. And on that, and on just that note. Two quick things. Mr. Robot oh, had okay. its finale. It was weird because it like didn't really uh, complete any of the plot arcs they had set up. So it's almost like season two was just set up for season three, which made it kind of disappointing. But still a good show excited for season three and watch more mad men finish season two all right it's a good show moving on to my favorite part of the this is your favorite part i'm sorry we're gonna have to get rid of it (laughs) but uh well it's my my favorite part because i'm so good at it and i actually know what's happening unlike uh unlike you know when i have to pick a bad movie of the week The casting segment this week, guys. This week, guys, we will be casting the reboot already underway movie. Brats Forever Diamonds. Oh, boy, oh, boy, it's December. Uh, Hurdles such as Pirates, such as uh, Deception, such as many uh, different things. Yes! The final outfit! Uh, Should be interesting. We're going to each cast each other in our roles. Uh, and hopefully we'll get some laughs out of it. Who knows? And I, I firmly believe I could go four for four. Really? Firmly. I think I got David nailed down, and Aaron, you'll agree, but we'll get there. Let's start with, of course, Aaron. Wait, I just why, thought why of... Why are we starting with me? Wait, let, let, because your name well, is no, first. Well, it goes Aaron, ADJ. Aaron's that's first. alphabetical, bro. Because we're going alphabetical? Yeah, that's how I always do it. But this is just a, this is just a quick question. I always lead in the casting segment with clips from the show or movie. What am I gonna do for this week? Take random clips from the podcast. I guess, or I'll just find old videos with you guys in it. <laughs> like no, get something there. recent. Get something recent. Pull our Twitter pictures or something. All right, pictures, pictures cannot go on the podcast. <laughs> Whatever. Get the Twitter video. Aaron, Aaron, we're going to cast you first. Who do you have Uh, as yourself? And this will be telling. Should we all cast ourselves first and then hear what other people, or should we cast ourselves last? I always just stick with the list that Jacob gives me. Characters. We'll go characters, man. We'll go characters. No, I mean, like, when we cast each character. Oh. um, Like, we're casting. Yeah, let's cast cast ourselves last. Okay. David, you go first for, for Aaron. No, I always go last. Okay, fine. You're going to go second this time. <laughs> no. I, I, this David, I, I, will David. I will start. I will cast myself. Oh, my God. <laughs> ah! 
Yes, Aaron. Okay. Who do you have, bud? So, <laughs> this, is, this is gonna be a really weird week because this was a lot tougher to decide yes. than I thought it was gonna be when I proposed this. But for myself, I decide to cast uh, Killian Murphy, who plays <laughs> Scarecrow in the <laughs> Dark Knight movies. <laughs> what? Yeah. He's gonna. If you hear typing, David's looking up every actor <laughs> to see pictures of him. We look a little visually similar. I think you will find David. Uh, okay, then, I, I got him. Do you see it? Do you see I it? Got, yeah, he's gonna. Have to, you're gonna have to shave. Well, yeah, but, well, he's gonna but, have to grow yeah. a beard. You, you <laughs> Wait, why? Why does Aaron have to shave for a role he's not gonna be in? No, he will grow the beard. <laughs> But, like, if you've ever seen the film Red Eye, then in that movie, he first when he first comes up, you're like, oh, this guy could be pretty charming and likable. And oh then by the movie, you're like, oh, no, this guy is a creepy psychopath. Wait, what? And I'm pretty sure that's what people's reaction to me normally is. So oh. I'm going to go with this guy. Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Well, mine, my pick was a two-way tie between two people, but I'm going to have to settle it right here, right now. Um... Yeah, I'm going to do it. Michael Sarah was my first pick. But that's not who I'm going with. That's not who I'm going with. Um, who I'm really going to go with is Jesse Eisenberg for Aaron. <laughs> I think you have a smugness to you when you talk about movies and stuff. Not quite to Jesse Eisenberg's level, but I, I think he could pull it off really well. I don't know. You guys look somewhat similar. I don't know. I think it works, man. David, who okay. do you have? <clears throat> well... I decided to cast Aaron. He, I want Daniel Radcliffe to be Aaron. Oh, wait. That's a kind of a good pick. <laughs> I, I know. Because, because Daniel Radcliffe has been out like, ever since he finished up his Harry Potter role. He's been out doing a whole bunch of different like types of roles. And I think Aaron will be a very necessary role to play if Daniel Radcliffe is trying to continue to evolve into the actor that he is. Now I got to be honest. I'm I'm voting Daniel Radcliffe on this there one. There we go. There we go. <gasps> he's got the looks. He's got. I know. He's got. I, know. I can see it. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know, man. I think it could work. Daniel All right. Now, I can see it. I can see it. Aaron's like, oh well, yeah. I'll be Daniel Radcliffe. Who do we have for David Becker? Aaron. <laughs> I know. I, I think David should start. I he cast himself first. He doesn't want to. He he hates okay, when you fine. do this I'll to go. him. He's okay. he's, he's being a jerk David. about it. <laughs> All right. For you, I went with Channing Tatum. Hey. <laughs> Can you I see it, Lacey? I, huh? Come on. No, that's not good. They, they, <laughs> that's they really have, bad. They definitely look visually similar. No. Thank thank you for putting me on oh, yeah. the audio with Channing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he is not Channing Tatum level. Anyone listening to this, he is not Channing Tatum level. You hear Channing Tatum's speed in David, David's like style, you know? Is that okay. a good or bad thing? I don't know. No, Aaron. Well, it's, Aaron. It, no, it's just the way you talk. Just it's. I don't know how to describe Aaron. it. You can just hear... I can. I don't know. I can now do before it. before you jump down that rabbit hole too far, let me suggest Ben Schwartz as David Jean Ralphio in Parks Parks and Rec. <laughs> <laughs> that, Are you serious? Yes, I'm being 100. So how do you? How that's do you not feel? so mean. Why is you, that um, mean? 
super mean. Why is that mean? I don't to, think that's mean. To make mean. David John Ralphio? No, I'm not casting him as John Ralphio. I'm casting Ben Schwartz as David. What are you not getting about this? Dude. You know, he was in Jake and Amir as well. He's got that comedic role to him. This doesn't. This doesn't even look like. Okay, me. now take the looks of apart from it. I think he he. You can't you can't even fix this in post. Like you know you know when Bojack Horseman you he's like oh we'll be fixing it, but you can't fix this. This isn't me. All right, okay, but not everyone a- looks exactly like they do. Twitter. This is not me. Oh my god! All right, Ben Schwartz is the perfect choice for David, but apparently no one's gonna get down with that. I, I, I get. I, I see where you're coming from. Thank you. Thank you. I I can only see him as... uh, Can you imagine David... I mean, David has that thing where he's like, I don't have any money! And he, like, sings everything. Does he? I don't know. (laughs) No, not at all. Anyway, David. David, who do you have for yourself? I I looked... I honestly looked in the mirror for, like, 20 minutes thinking about who I am. Not only as a person, but as an actor. Oh, I was going to say you were doing some uh, deep social thinking, but... No. No, not at all. But I I came to the realization that Daniel Tosh... Oh my god, yes! yes. Yep, that that is 100% the right pick for that. Yep. Indeed it is. And it would be his first movie role since The Love Guru. Especially which he was in for five if, seconds if I, if I completely like buzz my hair and i get some sick kicks and i get the hoodie season like, uh, i was daniel tosh at a halloween party I, um, you were yeah last That's year cool. because i totally like didn't like realize it was like a dress-up party so i said i was daniel tosh because oh, i nice. had head shaved well like buzzed and then i then i told him i had the hoodie and the sick kicks on it and they're like oh my god you are daniel and then this girl calls me daniel tosh to this day nice and I mean, he has that level of dark comedy that's exactly. hilarious that I think could really bring itself nicely to this movie. Not a show. I, guys, Not a show. His stand up. His stand up. I, I told you I'm roll four for four. <laughs> You've got to. You and all, are got all two. of them Daniels? <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Well, I'll cast myself first because I want to play along, David. <laughs> um, so now, guys. Let me let me bring up ideas of, of a man named Jake Lacey. He's been in The Office, season nine of The Office. He is Young Jim, or whatever they called him, Little Jim. Look him up. Wait, which, I which think we look like Little Jim, not Little Dwight, not that guy. <laughs> little Jim. Just look up Jake Lacey, actor. He looks Wait, like his me. name is actually Jake Lacey? Yes, I'm not kidding. Oh, I thought you <laughs> What? I thought when you said you were gonna tell us a little about this guy named Jake Lacey, yeah, you were no. gonna describe no. himself and no. say how this, no. actor... <laughs> this actor's name is Jake Lacey. Is it spelled L A C E Y? Maybe. Um Jake Lacey office. Type in Jake Lacey. Oh, I, I the see office. Him. Yeah, it's spelled exactly the same. I could see it. Yeah. I think we look alike. I think... And the the coincidence is hard to pass up, you know? I know, right? That's what I'm saying. Jake Lace is Jake Lace. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) works. David, do you see it? And he has has that, like... I'm, like... 
I don't know. I don't know how to describe yeah. him. He has an aloofness to him, I suppose. And I think I, I reflect that sometimes. And he's he's calm and reserved in his movies. And I'm not that. Or in his movies, yeah, I guess he's been in movies. But I'm not that. But I could be if I wanted to. <laughs> I should have cast Greg. Darn it! <laughs> All right, David or Aaron, who do you got? Uh, I actually, uh, I think about it. I almost want to cast Greg, but I'm gonna go with. Andy Samberg. <laughs> Can I change mine? <laughs> Andy Samberg. No, sell it to me. I'm I'm living I for just, this right I now. I just think you have that same like when you get like a little passionate about stuff, you like to center that same kind of like goofy demeanor <laughs> that Andy Samberg does. All right, all right. So I can live with that. David, who do you have? Um, I had. See, you know, I was thinking about you long and hard, oh, but like not, oh boy. not in a weird way. <laughs> never, never, never say <laughs> so you're thinking about me long and hard. I don't know whether that's. A, yeah. I don't know that I ever want to hear that from you, David. But I thought back to like middle school to freshman year, Jufro Jacob Lacey. Oh God! Okay. Yeah, the glory days. right? The here. worst hair ever. Yeah. 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 And I thought Jesse Eisenberg, even though. <laughs> Whoa! Even Bring though. It full circle. Even though you cast Aaron as Jesse Eisenberg, right? Okay, I can see the hair thing. I don't the, think the I hair. have the demeanor of Jesse Eisenberg. The de- demeanor, though. because like whenever you get in an argument, you like don't like to lose, and so like <laughs> the, the way no, no, it's weird, and so like you'll you'll start bringing up like Are your you sure? conversation. I've him in, in so many oh, he's beating me in so many. He, well, Aaron beats me down to the point where I don't want to argue anymore, and I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> but but, but no, you, it's you're very strongly was, a, right. Right, sure. But, uh, you're very strongly opinionated, and I, like I can see you go, when I see you go off on tangents. I can see Jesse Eisenberg going off on those tangents, like how he did from then. Kind of Lex Luthor, not really. But um, please don't ever compare me to Lex Luthor. <laughs> I, I, Jesse Eisenberg is a is a good pick. Aaron, come on. Oh, now. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't see it. See it. Sorry. I don't see it. I'm torn right now. I really want to vote for Andy Samberg because I want to be Andy Samberg, but I think my pick is just, I think, I don't know, I think Jake Lacey's or Jake I Lacey's think Jake Lacey is just too, you, you can't pass that up. I, so I agree. Just, it yeah. works too well. I wanted four. I'm going to get three out of four then. Plus, this All would right. be a budget we can actually get. You know, we can get Daniel Radcliffe. He'll be our big, big getter. And then we'll get Daniel Tosh, a little bit less money. And then Jake Lacey, he's not really doing much. He was in that How to Be Single movie. So, you know, he's not really in that much. Yeah. So, that'd be good. All right, who's our director for this film? Aaron? I will start. I went with a fairly sensible choice of Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon, Ooh, all right. Because, right. you know, if you're going to make a movie about a podcast, you need really quippy dialogue. Because if, it, if it's, it's going to be a dialogue-based movie. So yeah, I agree. You got to get the master of it. Mm. Mm. Joss Whedon. All right. Well, that's uh, the exact opposite of my pick. Because, you know, I'm seeing into our future. I'm not just looking at, like, what we've done so far. I'm looking at the brutal downfall of the podcast <laughs> when we all hate each other at the end. The, 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 the bitter end to this podcast. I'm going with David Fincher on this one. <laughs> you know? The like gr- you're thinking, like, a whole social network. I'm thinking social network. Uh, you know, I'm thinking uh, uh, Fight Club. You know, I'm thinking... 
Gone Girl, even a little bit. Of, we might have a little Gone Girl Ooh, sequence in this. Girl, little Zodiac, little Seven. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're going to get that far. Someone's going to slit someone's throat in a passionate lovemaking session. <laughs> <laughs> it's in Gone Girl. It's not yeah, off base. No, I know what you're referencing. I, I don't know where you're getting at. David, who's your director? <laughs> Just ignore him. Just ignore him. I don't know why I said that. Just, nope. David, who's your director? So, I was, th- I was thinking, this is a movie about us, yes. the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought, so I was thinking, oh, like, what if we just get us to direct it? You know, that makes sense. But then I'm like, no. I'd be like, we can just produce it. We need like a, a yeah. director, director. You know what I mean? We'll but, be, so we'll be actors, wanna, consultants. You know? Yeah, acting and so I was thinking, it's the man's birthday. Jacob, you know who it is. <laughs> oh, we're getting Donald Glover in on this. We're getting Donald. It is Donald Glover's <laughs> birthday today, and and Donald Glover is one talented piece of man. All right. Right? Kept it PG. <laughs> Kept it PG. <laughs> yes. All right. That Donald Glover has the quirkiness, the, the creative writing, the the comedic value that we could that isn't not only in this podcast in our friend group and like we talk about a lot of real stuff as well, in my opinion. And he's in the, in, in Atlanta, he's shown that he can do that and still have comedic value to his show. And I, I think you know what? I think it's he's at the top of his game right now, let alone all of his great work on community, supposedly. But uh, and he can do the music for the movie too. He can be exactly. our composer. And as long as I because nothing because nothing says so, like, three white guys doing a podcast like rap music. <laughs> based Not on Atlanta, if it's like Lacey is like Urn, I'm like Paperboy, and you're like Darius. I can see this working. Like, if we, I get to be, I get to be Darius. You, you're the Darius of this group. I am Darius. <laughs> what? Nothing. So I mean, just give me, just give me Glover. Give me. Donald. I'm, I'm with you, David. I'm with you on this one as well. I mean, Donald we Glover, man. Uh, oh. Even though I don't think he's directed anything yet, he only wrote Atlanta. Yeah, he produces it too. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but well, producing that's just giving him money. From directing, <laughs> like, here you go. Yeah, I, I do know that. that but that is that is a fun fact about movies. This movie is going to be, you know, a great <laughs> I agree. career starter, I'm sure. We got Daniel Radcliffe as Aaron, uh, Daniel Tosh as David, Jake Lacey as Jacob Lacey, and then our director is Donald Glover. This this tell me something wrong with this movie because I can't think of anything wrong with it. No, this this is going to be the yep. top frozen movie of yep. all time. It's going to be Titanic. Not, What's not, up? All time. not not all Avatar. Time. Not Avatar. All, all, all time. We're not going to be the Avatar. Because as we all know, that's the greatest film ever made. I mean, I'm waiting for an Always Sunny movie. Uh, I'll check that one off right there. That's number four of the podcast. But, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> because I think I think I'd rather have It's Always Sunny movie top us as grossing movie of all time. Oh, okay. I just want to see anything topple Avatar at this point. Yep, me too. Anything. Star Wars Transformers, 8. Star Wars Transformers 8. Transformers 5, I'll take it. I just, I just <laughs> want something new. Ooh, we should start a list for that, dude. That's how desperate Crap. I am. Crappy Transformers, Transformers 5 with their 
time traveling Dinobot Nazis. Oh my God! Oh, can't believe we didn't rant about that. Whatever. Well, we're gonna get off on a tangent. But first, guys, let's move on to the bad movie of the week. Oh my God! I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Carpet day! Huh? No! This week, I brought a little film to the table, guys. It's a recent film. Uh, three years. Three years old now. And it is? This movie hurts me. Hurts me to my core. The fact that I saw this film in theaters. Didn't read the signs. I didn't see that it made no money. I didn't see that it got horrible reviews. I just went. This movie is uh, R.I.P.D. The Rest in Peace Department. I warned you about it. I <laughs> told you it was going to be terrible and you didn't listen to me. I know you didn't. I know you did. I know you did. Isn't this like... The Straight movie garbage. About, like, yeah, <laughs> like the ghosts and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, it's basically Men in Black, but with yeah, ghosts. ghosts and with Jeff Bridges and Ryan Reynolds. Yes, and Kevin Bacon. I was like, you got three great masterminds here. Well, I mean, how can this go wrong? <laughs> it can go pretty wrong. Um, so R.I.P.D. Um, horrible, horrible, horrible. <laughs> I just all right. Let me just, let me just, let me just. So I'm sorry, this film hurts this me. Yes, Aaron. I did actually sit through it at one point, even though I knew it was going to be terrible. I just, I just needed to see it. It was on TV. And it's, it's bad. It's one of the most, like, unpleasant viewing, like, not, like, in any way, like, morally repugnant or anything, but it's just, like, so absolutely <laughs> terrible that <laughs> unpleasant to watch it's um like, like the ghost rider 2 kind of unpleasant yeah but like worse and i don't think i'd ever say that about a film other than you know maximum ride and paranormal activity 5 and yeah pretty much those um but r.i.p.d is so horribly awful oh, wait no it is kind of morally repugnant it no it totally is it's, it totally it's so is. sexist and racist oh, i yes. forgot about that never mind yeah yeah, it's uh, horrible. It's as racist as the first and always sunny an episode. <laughs> okay, or, but that understands know. what it is. This totally doesn't realize how bad it's, how awfully racist and, and sexist it is. But all right, so you got Ryan Reynolds recently died. He was a cop, and they're like, "Hey, we want you to help us track down all these dead people who shouldn't still be in the world anymore." And your partner is going to be Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges is just going to be the worst human being ever. Well, dead human being ever to you. And for some reason, we're going to feel bad that you're not nice to him. And then, uh, you know, the effects. Right, so we see our first, I forget what they even call him. It's like the laziest name ever. It's like Deados or something like that. I think, yeah, that's it. It's like, oh, God, guys. All right. Strike one. <laughs> and, uh, oh, my God. CGI. The CGI is... Just atrociously horrible like not maximum ride levels of bad of course but it, it it's really bad and like disgusting like why does every dead person look so horribly gross that like every time one shows up on screen you feel like you need to take 10 showers and even then you won't be clean <laughs> from what you've seen in your life and you're like mm, yeah okay jeff bridge is horribly sexist to the her his boss who is mary louise parker um who I like her. She's she's a fine actress. 
Um, but just why did she agree to be in this, number one? Why I, did any of these actors agree? I don't know. It feels like they had, like, <laughs> I don't know, like just some really messed up uh, blackmail on them. And <laughs> just decided, you know what? Got might as well be in it. Um, let's see who Ryan directed. Ryan Reynolds it. was just like, I I need another comic book movie to yep. <laughs> star in. That's going to be absolutely terrible until Deadpool came around. Oh god! Oh good! He has such a good uh, good uh, track record too. This director, his name is Robert Schwentke. Um, and by a good track record, I mean really bad. No, um, we could tell. The Time Traveler's Wife, haven't seen it, doesn't look good though. Um, red, which Red is okay. Um, our, oh no, he was the Divergent person. Yeah, Insurgent and Allegiant. Didn't even do the first one. So he's the one who drove that series into the ground. Doesn't even surprise me after seeing R.I.P.D. Doesn't surprise me in the slightest. The only thing that surprises me is that he was able to get another directing job Yeah. after R.I.P.D. And then, like, again, this movie, I haven't seen it since it came out, so I don't have tons of details on it. Um, but but there's that whole thing where it's, like, the, the people who are still alive, like, see the, the members of the RIPD as different people than right. they were when they were alive. And right. then Jeff Bridges is, like, this, this uh, model. Yeah. Like, this, this female model. And Ryan Reynolds is, like, this short... Chinese man oh, and yeah. it's just it gets oh, into yeah. such terribly racist Ooh. and sexist material Mm-mm. with it it's just so I don't know disgusting distasteful whatever yeah. um, so here's the thing if you go on IMDB do not believe any of the reviews that are on there we got 7's out of 10's we got 8's out of 10's well no one should be looking for IMDB reviews because they're whole rating curve is terrible that's a savage so i'm not anywhere close to savage yet i could tear into imdb but oh yeah well here's here's a great review i think this might just sum it up best for uh the end of the bad movie of the week a fun movie better than i expected 10 out of 10 (laughs) i don't know what some of the critics expect shakespeare We're not making Casablanca. We're not making Casablanca. (laughs) But are we making Lethal Weapon 6? Yes. David, you're stretching too hard for these. Yeah, it's it's a little much. All right. I don't know. I just think this is absolutely an atrocious film that deserves to be seen by no one. I think it it would be better if it just faded into obscurity forever. Um, And I probably just did the world a disservice by actually bringing it up again in actual conversation. But it's one one to tell the kids about. Back in my day, we had RAPD and it was awful. Alright. Well that's that. Guys, let's move on to the fault in your stars. Oh, okay. I don't even have time to tell you how wrong you are. Actually it's gonna bug me if I don't. Your music's bad and you should feel bad. Aaron you actually have the review this week. I do. What what have you got for us? Hopefully hopefully something a little fun here. I, I feel like back before the podcast when we were just texting each other for this game, mm-hmm. I feel like I sent this one to you, Lacey. So okay. it should be fairly easy to get regardless. It, oh, it, it should be very easy to get. Put on but, me, so. <laughs> but 
You don't know me. It's just too good. It's just just too good. I had to read it. There aren't many I still remember from that game, so we'll see. You will probably remember this when I finish it. Okay. All right. Half a star. All right. Is it possible to... Half star meaning this is a good movie that this person is giving half a star. (laughs) David, 20 weeks in and David's still like, (laughs) I I don't know, man. Is it possible to give negative rating? This is the most retard, period, dead movie. I, I Sure. While the world of blank is fighting superpowers of aliens and AI, this stupid movie is dealing with a blank, a simple tiny human who is easily killed with a single bullet. Nothing in this movie makes any sense. Blank can take out the entire SWAT team, but couldn't beat a human with no combat training in a physical fight? How about the fact that he is so afraid of killing a villain and that action alone costs him his love? Just remember, like every terrorist, if they are dead, they can't do anything. <laughs> I, remember, I remember this one, and I can't remember what it is, but I'm pretty sure that I know what it is just from hearing it again. David, do you think you know? Spitball for me, Jay. I think it's the Dark Knight. What do you think? It fits. He his his love love of his life dies because he couldn't kill the Joker. Yeah, that's that's what we're gonna go with. I think Dark Knight. But he takes out entire combat team. So yeah, yeah, that is correct. (laughs) (laughs) I I had to do it. I had to find one for my favorite movie. And classic. What a. That dude's throwing out, like, Donald Trump stuff on that one. Yeah. <laughs> like, what you got to do with the terrorists? You got to kill their families. Whoa! You are not yep. presidential material. <laughs> like, oh, yep. Advocating God. for war crimes. That's a great wow. start to your campaign, though. If they're dead, they can't do anything. Yikes. Yep. Also, this person sounds like they're a real... Nice person. Yeah. Also, never throw the word retarded around in casual no, conversation. No, they didn't put retarded. They put retar. Period. Dead. They're obviously using the so musical. Okay. The the musical word retard. Because there is like actual tempo of music that's uh, I forgot what it's called. I don't know. I don't remember either. But still, just just don't do it. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. Not at all. That's really that's really bad. Well, that. Yep. Oh, hope you ended on a good note. Everyone's everyone's feeling happy about themselves tonight. <laughs> um, thank you guys for listening uh, for the twentieth week. Um, next week we'll have a brand new podcast segment. Not Ooh. not entirely sure what it's gonna be yet. I gotta start spitballing stuff, but uh, don't worry. I'll have a great idea. Just give me. Oh, okay. David will just just wants a dedicated always sunny section. <laughs> now, to be clear, I don't think we've made this clear all episode. We were replacing the casting segment like we did with the ranking segment. Uh, every ten weeks, we're going to switch out that segment. Uh, so I hopefully this Features was a good... might return in the future. Yeah, yeah. But I, I would really like to come back to add, casting. Add a little variety for now. Yeah, and. Uh, I think this was a fitting way to end this segment for a while. Uh, well, thank you guys for listening. If you want to find Aaron around the internet, you can find him at Little Flame Dude on Twitter. You can find him at uh, this clever blog name is already taken on Tumblr. The October project is coming up. It should be. It will be started by the time we record the next podcast. So look awesome. forward to that. 
So started meaning like it's all gonna be meaning posted. I, yeah, I'll this is the, this I is the secret thing. <laughs> I have written like I have two thirds of the way through the project, but they have they don't start posting until October. Now now lay this out for him. How are you going to be posting this? Are you gonna post like one every week? Like how one every you- day. One every day. Wow, for yep. the whole month. For the whole month. Holy boy. I'm, I'm, <laughs> <All right. it's... laughs> That's awesome. All right, I'm really looking forward to it. Wow. Yeah, he's been sending me more little hints, and uh, I cannot believe these are real movies. <laughs> that... Oh, yes. The, one of the movies I watched this week, in ha- it literally kills off every single one of its characters and then goes on for another 30 minutes by just having one of them not be dead anymore. <laughs> no explanation. They're just they're just suddenly alive again. So oh god. Look forward to those. All right. And if you want to find David around the internet, you can find him at dbex15 on Twitter. He's been uh, I just posted a really cool picture that got like the most retweets and favorites ever. So go check it out, guys. Yeah. Ever or ever for you. Ever for me. Aaron is <laughs> ever David Becker broke the internet. Do you see? Do do you see why I wanted Jesse Eisenberg for him? He's nitpicking everything. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and uh, if you want to find me, Aaron, you gonna go look up? up I'm looking up right now. Okay. (laughs) And if if you want to find me around the internet, you can find me at Jacob Scott Music on Twitter, uh, Jake Lace on Tumblr. Like I said, posted that Maximum Ride review. If you want to read me, be legitimately angry, uh, you can do that there. Um, and Jake Lace, new video soon um, on YouTube. I got to preface that. Uh, but who knows? YouTube seems to be uh, really crap in the bed lately. So I don't know, man. I don't know. Have you guys been keeping up with that? or No. They, they've been... Uh... Is that like all about like the copyright infringement stuff? No, no, not even that. Um, they, uh, they're not... I mean, I'm not to the point where I would have anything monetized, but for people who do monetize their videos, if there's anything slightly offensive in it, they will not monetize monetize it anymore. Oh, yeah. And, oh, wait. The, I, I remember um, Philip DeFranco talking. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah he's been kind of the poor. Because you like reporting the news, and they were like, the news is too It's too controversial. Real. We can't. Too controversial. It's like, it's the news. Like. Oh, God. YouTube's just so stupid right okay, now. Okay, so yeah, that does sound terrible. Yeah. And uh, they, they've implemented a heroes, a heroes system where you can sign up and flag comments and videos for points. Oh, no. Oh. So they're, they're, like, do they have anyone over there checking to see what people actually want? Or are they just shooting in the dark at this point? It's just, Who knows? sounds like a complete disaster, though, in terms, like, yeah. moral disaster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's real bad. So... If you want more info on that, check out Philip DeFranco. He's, he's been talking about it a lot. Um, and if you want to find us, that was a weird tangent. If you want to find us around the internet as a podcast, you can find us at RebootAlreadyUn on Twitter, uh, posting quotes, posting episodes. And if you want to get the episode a day early, you can follow us on SoundCloud or iTunes. It'll post there, and then I'll post the link to Twitter and Facebook the next day. Um, so you can find that there. Uh, yeah, I got a great quote from David up there this past week, too. Sylvester Stallone gets him feeling weird, so. <laughs> I mean, you gotta watch the Rocky movies in order to understand. Like, Which I need to do. 
That Lethal Weapon and Rocky. Oh, you're not American. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, week 20. We're, we're going a lot longer than I think any of us maybe expected. Uh, but this is awesome. I'm having a good time. <coughs> well, I mean, going long. I think we need to end this. Oh, I will. I'm just saying. Thank you. Wait, can, I put, can I put down how Jacob never finishes a project ever? Ooh, okay, burn. <laughs> oh, I know, oh, I know, sorry. I know that's a real thing about it's, me. It's a good burn because this <laughs> it, it is true. It is. Um, and and, and, and every single one of his recurring videos, he's like, "Oh wait!" Like he always brings up that he hasn't finished anything. So, but, but, then, but it's then a legitimate start, problem uh, for me. Then, then he'll start a completely new segment. Be like, "Oh, remember the last four segments." That's never happening again because I got a new segment. <laughs> don't, don't worry. Don't worry, guys. Uh, I have a key. Oh, nope. I almost just spoiled what the video is. I have a sequel to Super Star Wars coming soon. So that's good. I don't know where my mic is. Is my mic here? No. Okay. Oh, yes. Wow. Whatever. Yes. <laughs> oh, Thank you guys for uh, listening to this podcast. Uh, this has been the Reboot Already Underway ASMR group. And, uh, We'll see you next week with a brand new podcast.